Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, it's Abu from the Lower Party Podcast Network. I'm dropping in real quick to let you know what you're about to listen to because it's a little different from our standard Lower Party episodes. You're about to listen to an episode from another podcast on our network called Winds Howling. Winds Howling is a podcast dedicated to discussing the upcoming Netflix show starring Henry Cavill. I'm sure you've heard me and Brett talk about Witcher lore here on the main Lore Party feed. It's going to be very similar to that, except we're going to be diving deep into every single episode of the upcoming show. We're very excited to see how the show translates the books and incorporates some of the lore from the games as well. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, be sure to look for Winds Howling on your favorite podcast platform. We're on every platform out there, so you should be able to find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everything in between. So without further ado, here's an episode from Winds Howling. Hi, it's Abu. I'm one of the hosts of Winds Howling, and today I wanted to do something a little bit different. So the plan for this podcast is for my co-host Brett and I to dive deep into every episode of the upcoming Netflix show. But as we prepare for the show, we're realizing that there's going to be a lot of newcomers to the Witcher universe. People who may only vaguely know about the games, or don't know at all about the novels. The Netflix show is probably going to be the first introduction to anything Witcher-related for a lot of people. If that sounds like you, you're in the right place. My goal over the next few minutes is to go over the basics of the Witcher universe and get you up to speed on what you need to know going into the show. If you're a big Witcher fan, nothing in this episode is going to be new to you. But if you've just started playing the games, or reading the books, or you're going into the show blind, stick around. And one quick note before I start, I'm going to do my best to avoid any and all spoilers. This episode isn't meant to replace reading the books or playing the games. I would still highly recommend you do that if you're at all interested in The Witcher. Okay, let's get into it. The Witcher began as a series of short stories by Polish author Andrzej Sapkowski. They were published in a sci-fi and fantasy magazine in the late 80s. These short stories were later collected into two books and were followed up by five novels that told the story of our hero Geralt and Ciri, the child of destiny. There's also this standalone novel that tells the story of one of Geralt's earlier adventures before he meets Ciri. Okay, so if you've been keeping up, we're at a grand total of eight books. Two short story collections, one standalone book, and five sequential novels. In 2007, developer CD Projekt Red released their video game adaptation of the novels. The first game was received well, but didn't make a huge splash. CDPR went on to develop two more games in the series, and found more success and recognition with each subsequent title. The third game has actually been praised as a masterpiece, a technical and artistic achievement that sets the bar for open-world role-playing games. That sounds like hyperbole, I know, but the game is really just that good. Now the interesting bit here is that the story of the games takes place after the events of the novels, and depending on who you ask, it may or may not be considered canon. And that's where the TV show comes in. 
The show is not going to be based on the games. It's going to adapt the books. We don't yet know which books or stories will be adapted or what liberties the show will take, though. I know all of this feels overwhelming, but here's the thing. You don't need to read eight books and play three massive games to know what's going on. My recommendation is to just start by reading the first short story collection, which is titled The Last Wish. Based off of trailers and photos, I'm guessing we'll definitely see some of those short stories adapted on screen. Speaking of what we'll see on screen, let's talk about the world of The Witcher. The world of The Witcher is inhabited by a lot of classic fantasy races. There are elves, dwarves, gnomes, halflings, and obviously humans. In addition to these main races, there are countless monsters, humanoid creatures, and other intelligent beings. This includes dragons, vampires, merpeople, trolls, unicorns, dryads, and on and on. All of these races share a huge landmass, simply referred to as the continent. Humans are the most dominant species, having expanded further and faster than anyone else. At best, humans have an uneasy alliance with other races. At worst, there's outright bigotry and bloodshed from both sides. The elves, dwarves, halflings, and gnomes are usually referred to as non-humans or the old races. They inhabited the continent long before humans showed up, but were quickly overwhelmed and subjugated by human greed and violence. Now they live as second-class citizens in a world dominated by mankind. The humans are divided into two big groups, the Northern Kingdoms and the Nilfgaardian Empire. Most of the story of the Witcher is told from the perspective of people who live in the Northern Kingdoms. These kingdoms consist of five independent states that control the northern half of the continent. To nobody's surprise, these five major powers, Edirn, Kedwin, Redania, Temeria, and Skellige, are constantly at odds with one another. The only thing that unifies them from time to time is an invasion from their eternal southern enemy, the Nilfgaardians. If the northern kingdoms are Europe, then Nilfgaard is Rome, a massive, unified empire with a powerful military and dreams of conquering the entire continent. Now that's a basic overview of the history, politics, and geography of the world. It's the world our main characters inherit, for better or worse. So, let's get to know some of the key players that we'll meet in the show. The main character is, of course, the iconic witcher, Geralt of Rivia. Witchers are monster hunters, trained from a very young age to hunt down and kill all manner of beasts. In addition to their brutal training, young witchers also consumed magical potions and concoctions that permanently altered their bodies, giving them superhuman strength and reflexes, making them immune to most poisons and diseases, and extending their lifespans. Side effects included sterility, possible loss of pigmentation, which is why Geralt's hair is white, even though he's pretty young, and of course, death. Lots of death. Only about a third of young witchers survived these augmentations, and I'm speaking in past tense here because witchers are no longer trained. Geralt is the last of a dying breed. Other characters we'll meet include Yennefer, a powerful sorceress with whom Geralt has a long, complicated, on-again, off-again relationship. We'll also meet Ciri, a princess and the child of destiny. I won't say much more to avoid spoilers. Based off of trailers, the show is going to give viewers plenty of backstory and introduction to both Yennefer and Ciri. We'll also be introduced to Dandelion, or Jaskier, depending on the translation. He's a wandering poet, a singer, a storyteller, a coward, and one of Geralt's closest and most loyal friends. 
I'm sure he'll bring some much-needed comic relief to the show, and I personally cannot wait to see how he's portrayed on screen. Triss Marigold is another important person in Geralt's life. She's a sorceress with whom he's had a relationship. I'm sure you're starting to see the pattern here. And she's friends with Yennefer. I'm sure you see the issue here. There are a ton more names I could throw out there, but the show will do a good job of explaining who is who. So let me just break it down and make it simple. Our three main characters are Geralt, Ciri, and Yennefer. The minor characters are Dandelion, Triss, and a Nilfgaardian soldier named Cahir. The big bad guy is an incredibly powerful sorcerer named Vilgefortz, who is obsessed with capturing Ciri. And that's all you really need to know going in. Whew, okay. I hope I didn't overwhelm you with all of those names and places and dates. The Witcher universe is so expansive and so fleshed out. It was actually hard for me to keep this episode short and really just focus on the absolute basics. But ultimately, the thing to keep in mind is that you don't need to know everything before you watch the show, because a lot of it will be explained. I do hope, though, that this episode has given you a basic understanding of the Witcher universe. And hey, I'm secretly hoping that I whet your appetite and uh, convinced you to go pick up the games or the novels. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll join us on this podcast when the show finally drops. You can find Winds Howling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Winds Howling is part of the Lore Party Podcast Network, and you can learn more about the network and all of our podcasts on loreparty.com. You can also connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at lore underscore party. We'll see you on the path.